2: Hello, everyone. Poker and Politics here, a.k.a. Mike Rains, bringing you another edition of Episodes in Hell World. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the internet. I'm going turbo. In the mysterious hell.
3: Uh, hello, my beautiful babies. And it, it also, did you say Episodes in Hell World? <laughs> <laughs> Probably I did. Probably
2: I did.
1: Um, oh, listeners, we're losing our minds. We're losing our minds slowly, but surely to technology. Uh, not
2: you yes soon we'll be merged with the matrix and become one with infinity that is our goal (laughs) uh also our goal is to cover uh the current topics going on in our world that involve uh, texas being frozen solid and rush limbaugh being dead um that and other wonderful yeah that and other wonderful stuff to talk about we'll be getting into very shortly but first we need to let you know that this this podcast often goes to dark places So uh, now that you know what you're getting into. If uh, you want oh to God, support it without a hitch, yeah, yes. <laughs> living on the edge. Air's
1: getting real thin up here.
2: Yes, just having everything in the new ZenCaster studio working smoothly is truly a revelation for us. Uh, hopefully, ZenCaster gets all the kinks done on their end, and we uh, continue to strive for the professionalism that we will never achieve on our end. Uh, but beyond, but yeah. beyond all. Gold-
3: no, 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 No amount of equipment that we buy is ever going to uh, prevent this issue from from crippling us. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's just really funny that, you know, this 20-minute podcast brought to you probably by Zincaster Crashing. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Zincaster added a bunch of new features, and uh, one of the new features they added is their website crashing. So, you know, good job. Good job. We love
2: it. uh, if you enjoy uh, the podcast that we are currently providing you with, uh, please tell your friends, tell your family about it. We uh, love to have more people join our big, happy family. If you really enjoy what we're doing, and how could you not, uh, please feel free to go to patreon.com/bokerpolitics and throw us a few shekels to help us attempt to obtain the technology needed to run a more smooth, more efficient podcast. Uh, Beyond all that, if we're not worthy of your money, and again, Lord knows how that would be possible, uh, please donate to love146.org. They are an uh, anti-human trafficking organization that actually strives to, quote unquote, save the children, which is something QAnon forgot about somewhere around January 6th when they tried to overthrow American democracy and install a fascist dictator. So, um, that is pretty much our aggressive pitch for ourselves and other good, uh, places to put your money.
3: It feels really weird to come out of the gate just so badly and then just be like, oh yeah, and by the way, if you like what we're doing, uh, give us some money.
1: (laughs) 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 We're well, on take I, number five that you don't get to see, and uh, we're professionals. It's not Maybe, maybe we just need all. to change our pitch strategy money,
3: to if you hate what we're doing, but you would like to see it improve
2: to maybe get to the point where you could like it. Give us your money. <laughs> that seems like a really, really strong play for us. We need to please. explain that. We need to explain that we're like a two and twelve football team. We're really bad, but maybe one day with your tender support and financial compensation, we could strive to make it to five hundred. We could become eight and eight. <laughs> yeah, we we're, we're, we're,
3: we're, we're gonna change our name to the Three Rudies Podcast, and uh, yes. we're
1: <laughs> we're looking we're looking to be the Kansas City Royals, where any season above five hundred is just great.
2: Oh god, uh have a parade through downtown Kansas City cuz it's a it's celebration time. We did it, ma. We made it to one game over 500.
1: Hey, that's um, that's the bar.
2: That that's the bar and and right now we're not we're not there. I will but I'll be completely honest that we're striving for mediocrity and maybe we're one day we'll achieve be. it.
3: We could talk about terrible Kansas City sports teams until we're <laughs> blue in the face, but we should probably get to our headlines. Yeah, we, give me yeah. the first
2: one. So we should. It's time for cues in the news, which might just be crews in the news. Ooh. Rush (laughs) Limbaugh's dead, hooray. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, headline Rush Limbaugh, a terrible human being, has passed away, leaving his mortal coil. Where, if you were to believe in. like um, the afterlife and the ability to achieve, receive punishment in the afterlife. Uh, He would assuredly be roasting in the flames of hell, which he would have richly earned through his life of being a hateful, mean-spirited prick who did nothing but exploit the pain and suffering of the least of us in America to make money off of other hateful bigots that enjoyed watching him aggressively punch down on people um, yeah, may I don't his- really
3: think we need to b- belabor the point too much, but Rush Limbaugh was a piece of shit. He's dead. And, you know, I'm pretty pumped about it personally. Uh, I don't feel too guilty saying that because he was a huge piece of shit. And uh, now he's gone. So, uh, yeah,
1: rest in brave the ground, go, I guess. Uh, full 24 hours without being pissed on.
2: Uh, the, oh God, that was uh, what what Sarge just said was reminding me of a uh, old thing about the poker player Puggy Pearson, where his grave is never dry because there's a line of dealers just waiting to urinate on it. Because that <laughs> man, that, that, that man alienated every human being in La, in Las Vegas because he was just such a dirt bag.
3: Bro, you're but, uh, going through oh, like
2: Puggy. Yes, <laughs> this is true. This is true. If you're if you're Puggy, things are rough. But uh our good boy Puggy he uh was scum much like Rush Limbaugh but at least Puggy didn't have a month long feature on a radio show where he played I'll never I'll never love this way again while celebrating uh people dying from AIDS which is an actual thing Rush Limbaugh did for a long period of time. Yeah, he did that um,
1: back in the 80s and he only he only got better with age, really? Uh,
2: Oh, yeah. That was that was something I would definitely say about old Rushbo was that he was someone who mellowed out as he got older. And by that, I mean, actually kept aggressively telling people that uh, COVID was just a common cold. It was no big deal. Live your life. Don't worry about mastering on something like that. This was a guy with terminal lung cancer who was aggressively trying to help people kill themselves on his way out the door. I mean, it takes a certain level of awful to be, like, that committed to being a terrible human being. To be like, oh, look, there's this deadly uh, pandemic that's a health crisis across the world. Meh, whatever. I'll tell people it's no big deal. And if they happen to take my advice and get sick, that's on them. Waka waka.
3: I was like, let's not belabor the point. And Mike was like, fuck that. I'm belaboring. <laughs> hey,
2: hey. You're- i, I, I I, I got my shot. I gotta get my shots in on this guy. I just bam out oh, of suspenders
3: with his thumb, just being like, "Let me tell you another way that Ross Limbaugh was an old piece of shit." And it's just yeah, like, damn yeah, damn right. I mean, yeah, the guy sucked. I, I, like I don't know. Like it's 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 tough to talk too much about it without just being like he was a piece of shit, and I'm glad he's
1: dead. Which is sort of like the sentiment. <laughs> well, do we want to talk about another piece of shit, aka Ted Texas. Cruz? Texas. Oh just, yes, uh, Cruz, the
2: whole <laughs> Well, we'll talk about Rafael Cruz, uh, the piece of shit from the now frozen state of Texas, which is making all the Republicans, uh, from the governor of Texas to the lowest rank and file dirtbag of QAnon, all make themselves just—they're all just showing their asses in the most aggressive way possible, because that
3: mayor who decided he didn't want to be employed anymore. oh yeah 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 uh
2: mr fuck you idiots get your own get your own water and heat you soft pieces of shit that's the most real
3: republican thing i've ever heard in my life he's just like you want fucking you want you want water and and heat pull it pull it up by your bootstraps like fucking settle
1: in (laughs) put your
2: waiters (laughs) go
1: get you some (laughs) that would be the former mayor of colorado city texas who
2: yeah uh, the guy the guy who literally yeah I, I love the idea of getting elected to a position and then your stated uh, goal, having achieved that office, is to tell everybody to fuck off. You're not going to do your job. Everyone everyone can fend for themselves.
3: I also love uh, how the, be- the beginning of that post was just like, I know I'm going to hurt some people's feelings. And it's just like, yeah, man, the shit you're saying is ridiculous. <laughs>
2: like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Uh,
1: so what did Mr. Cruz
2: uh, do that we hate him so much for? Uh, so what was really hilarious is if you were up late night on uh, Twitter last night, you got to engage in this uh, feathered studying of all these different photos of Ted Cruz and his family being in an airport in Texas, and if it was really Ted Cruz or not, and there was all this uh, discussion of like his hairline, this, that, the other thing, and then this morning it totally came out. 100% confirmed Ted Cruz uh, flew to Cancun uh, in the middle uh, yesterday while his constituents are literally wondering if they will uh, survive the night because they have no power, no water, no heat, nothing in uh, a f- like the kind of uh, winter storm that hits Texas literally never.
1: Yeah. Uh, once every, this is the, they're setting record numbers for 30 years ago.
2: But so Mike, be- have you
1: ever considered that Cancun is
2: beautiful this time of year? Yeah. You do make a this is a compelling point you're making and if I were a Texan who had the means to fly myself and my family to a luxury resort in Cancun, I would probably do that. I wouldn't do that if I was a sitting senator from the state of Texas and one of those people who's supposed to be in Washington D.C. like on the phone with FEMA hassling the president doing all this other kind of stuff to coordinate relief efforts the way Beta O'Rourke, the guy who's yeah. not a senator, is fucking doing right now.
3: Yeah, 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 Mike. But if you went and polled Texans right now, almost across the board, they would say they would rather be in Cancun. So can you really blame the guy?
2: Again, uh, yeah, I can't. I should just get it, He
3: should just get on the podium and be like, like all Texans, I would rather be in Cancun. And they will all cheer <laughs> and clap for him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's just like look cancun's a lot better i'm not freezing to death when i'm in cancun so hey thumbs the brakes guys uh put on another layer or something i don't
3: know um he's a, for, for years conservatives has been saying love it or leave it well i wasn't <laughs> loving it so i left it what do yeah. you want for me i'm Ted Cruz. and
1: yeah. then he starts stomping up and down shooting two pistols in the air like yosemite sam Bro, I, I, brah, bet brah,
3: brah. I bet that if i could like keep up the performance and just like ran on a platform that was like that, like, oh God, conservatives would eat it up. I'd be like the new Donald Trump. They'd be like, he tells it how it is. Like he, if he doesn't like something, he says it, even if it's America. And like,
2: <laughs> It's the most patriotic thing there is talking shit about America. That, that's one of the things that I remember, like so many people bringing up in 2016 is that the implicit statement in make America great again is that currently America sucks. And if like anyone but the Republican nominee for president was saying that Republicans would be having a stroke. But because our guy says America sucks, and because, you know, it's because <laughs> the black guy is president, that makes it okay. So, I mean, it's, it, that is literally like a Republican talking point. Only we can shit on America. Liberals are not allowed to do that. That is a bad thing if a liberal, does it? Oh, anyway, Oh yeah,
3: so- for, for, for our listeners, you might be wondering, uh, why the fuck are we talking about Frozen Texas? That's just a general headline. What does that have to do with Q? Mike, what does that have to do uh, with Q? Uh,
2: Well, the biggest thing that I see about this is that this just goes to show you the nature of how uh, QAnon reflects the way the Republican Party reacts to literally everything. After the attack on January 6th of the Capitol, you had QAnon screaming it was Antifa, that it wasn't them, they didn't do this. It was those other bad people who did the bad thing as a Soros funded false flag, double, triple, reverse thingamabobber or whatever their excuse was, because this is how they operate when when they want when something happens, they don't like it. They didn't do it. You had Governor Abbott and all these Republicans out on Hannity's show and everywhere else screaming about how the Green New Deal did this, how those evil liberals brought the pain down upon poor, beleaguered Texas. Captain Planet brought this on us. (laughs) Yes. Captain Planet, wanting to reduce pollution down to zero, froze the state of Texas to keep it from polluting America and the world. I read that. And I, and I just wonder, like, what does Governor Abbott think, like, exactly happened here? Was Did he fall asleep in the office and then Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez snuck into the governor's mansion, like, put a pen in his hand and made him sign the Green New Deal while he was unconscious? It's an EOC! The sne- oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> I
1: saw some people talking about this is the start of Biden's dark winter.
3: Oh, right. uh,
2: yeah, because uh, Biden brought up like that we were going to have a lot of COVID deaths because we were going to have to, like, get America on better footing for the pandemic. And he was like, get ready for a dark winter. Get ready f- to having to deal with, like, we're going to be in a struggle, but things will improve because I, unlike the previous moron we had as president, will right the ship of state and get us to a place where we can actually vaccinate people and handle this crisis but qAnon took the term dark winter to mean joe, <laughs> joe biden is going to kill us all and he's just uh-huh. admitting he's just admitting it that he is a bad person that's going to do bad things to us yes yeah,
3: so so, sleepy sleepy joe got up on the mic and like fucking cobra commando was just like
2: prepare for dark winter
1: <laughs> i love dark winter
2: oh god didn't they didn't they have the band dark winter in in in, in legacy it was way too powerful yeah I no mean, oh, for sure uh, but it's it just turn one win, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? It was, but uh, oh, man. yeah, you had the, these people screaming about the dark winter and all of the, uh, basically all this projection, all this desperate attempt to push this terrible thing that happened and has happened exclusively because of the Republican ethos of Texas, which is no federal regulations, we're not going to regulate ourselves, fucking ever, and we're just going to run our energy grid exclusively to make a buck. And be damned if it, a crisis ever breaks out where we need to actually help our constituents with anything.
3: And we're also not going to pay to winterize shit because it's Texas, <laughs> and it'll never get cold in Texas. No, nope, nobody, nobody ever.
1: Nobody expe- uh, uh, Nobody ever expects
3: the dark winter. <laughs>
1: dark winter is. I don't know if I like it more than Storm Wave. But uh, it's but up there. It's well, I mean, storm, the storm wave came and went, so the the time for dark winter is now.
2: Well, the storm wave was supposed to happen when Trump was president. The dark winter is the <laughs> Biden presidency. So we're just getting with the times. And oh. uh, there, I saw a. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know what you call a post on Gab. I still go with the working title of a racism. I saw a racism on Gab where this guy was just like hey, uh, all these libs who are trying to claim that it isn't the wind energy that's fucking over Texas, here's this chart that proves they're wrong. Boom. And all I could think of was, if you were right, and it was the wind energy not working, the turbines not working, that is the real crisis in Texas, again, that falls back on you guys, idiots, because you didn't winterize that shit. In 2011, uh, there was like a review done of the Texas energy grid And these people went to ER ERCOT or whatever you call it, uh, the the regulatory body of that, uh, of the Texas power grid. And they were like, you should winterize the turbines and all this other stuff in Texas (laughs) in case something like this happens. And then the people running the grid were like, are you going to legislate that? Is it a regulation? Do we have to do it? And they were like, no, of course not. The Texas state legislature and the governor will never make you do anything. And the people running the grid were like, fuck it, cut corners, save money, rake in the cash, make it rain. And now <laughs> everyone in Texas is dying and they're blaming Joe Biden and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for killing them because that's what these cowards do. They never own up to the bullshit they pulled, which in this case was literally leaving themselves open to having this happen. And I think the only thing that's making them even like be able to present a case that this is somehow not their fault is that like frozen wind turbines are very photogenic. You can take this big photo of this frosty wind turbine and be like, look at the wind turbine that doesn't work. Stupid libs and their climate change and their carbon neutral nonsense it's a lot harder to like break into like a gas power plant and take a photograph of like a desktop of, of like all these instruments that are just like frozen solid. Of course, it's
3: as hard as you would think. You can just take that picture anywhere in Texas right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's <mean>, just not <laughs> it, as sexy. It Doesn't as peel as much. You know, the frozen pipes and all that other stuff. I mean, and I'm means- sure
3: I'm sure you could find a frozen pipe that's got a showing a little leg. You know, got a little got a little cleave going on to it. You can find some sexy devastation in Texas if you really needed to. To sell the idea that their power grid is fucking horseshit. I mean, the the like, you know, it, I, I, the suffering in Texas is is really tragic. But at the same time, uh, I have heard a lot of racists and idiots say that uh, Texas being on its own power grid will allow them to secede from our stupid liberal country at some point. And uh, to those people, and only those people, I say, uh, fuck you, buddy. Look at what your fucking power grid got you. Nice, nice independent power grid, idiot. <laughs>
2: And, and, so, and this, to I mean, all this the people is that are gonna be worked lit-
3: by it—I mean, that sucks. So, like, and I and I seriously feel for those people. But like, to, to the people that were racist and that were very excited about another civil war and the fact that their power grid might let them get away with that shit, those are the people that can get fucked off.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, like the, the thing is, is that anyone who's like saying, "Oh, they got what they bargained for," Ugh, idiots. Uh, I think Trump won Texas like with only like fifty-two percent of the vote. It was really close. There are a lot of Democrats in Texas. There are a lot of people who don't support what's going on there. And this just goes to like, kind of like the institutional corruption of the state with like massive gerrymandering and all of this bullshit to like make it a really heavy lift to let Democrats have a voice in how their uh, state is run. But uh, sooner or later that's going to happen. And, this is the kind of thing that can be a catalyst. I mean, I'm Governor Abbott. I'm thinking about my reelection next year. That seems like it's going to be pretty spicy when I'm trying to explain like why you found grandma three months after the great chill and she was like literally frozen to death in her fucking house because <laughs> I killed her because I'm a moron who wanted to help my energy buddies save a buck and not winterize their shit.
3: True true though that may be. It does seem a little morbid for us to be talking about silver linings while Texas is still hot cold. So speaking about hot cold, <laughs> here the, the Mandalorian had some thick Q related news this week. What's going on there?
1: Yeah, Gina Carano decided that she wanted to continue being uh, a a turf anti-trans and anti-semitic and she fucked around and found out and the mouse fired her. But Ben Shapiro hired her, so good news. Good news, no, what, everybody. What, what did
3: what did Shapiro hire her
1: to do? Be in a movie. The Daily Wire, his his uh, dumb production company that's part of his uh, news network, The Daily Wire, uh, hired her to be in a movie. We don't have any details yet. I assume racist Star Wars.
2: That would be the working title of the movie, I think. If I were someone going to Ben Shapiro with a spec script for his movie, I think the actual title in 48-point like font would be Racist Star Wars. Racist Star Wars.
3: You guys are you guys are both way off the mark. Uh, they approached David Attenborough with it, but he refused. So she's going to be doing the voiceover for Shapiro's wife, colon, the driest place on Earth. <laughs>
1: Oh, man.
3: Oh, Ben. Yeah. I what mean, was- hey, Ben Shapiro, if you're listening, I ain't never going to forget that shit, dude. The only thing I know about you is that you seem like you probably can't satisfy your wife in bed. So enjoy that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: the Daily Wire also bought the rights to distribute a school shooter movie uh, about a girl whose dad is like... Uh, Uh, a diehard character and he teaches her how to like all these survival shit. And then the school gets invaded by a team of school shooters and she just diehards it through the high school killing school shooters. What fucking high school does she go to where they would need a team? I don't. I don't know.
3: <laughs> like, like, I mean, the the at least the, the, the motivation for Hans Gruber was pretty rock solid. He stood to, to, to like steal like a ton of money. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what what is a team of coordinated school shooters going to do? Like, what are they there for? Like, how coordinated are
1: they? <laughs> I, I am terribly excited to wink. Not to pirate this movie. I will not be committing a crime stealing this movie. Uh, But I will definitely steal this movie and watch it because I don't want to give Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire any money.
3: You'll be able to stream it from Brazil, which is the racist and anti Semitic version of Amazon. Get
2: it. (laughs) I just really, I just really love the idea of what you said because it's like, School shootings are almost always like one nut job like doing something because they've like snapped and they have a problem. The idea of a group of people coordinating to do such a thing, and then Ben Shapiro's female author insertion character like swoops in and like saves the day and like busts everybody's skulls is like sort goes. He had a novel where literally, oh yeah, <laughs> the, the, the novel where he ima- reimagined himself as like an army ranger who had a growth spurt. It was like big and strong and brave and tough and sexy, and it was just like so obvious because like the character had the growth spurt when they were like seventeen, and you could just tell that like little boy Ben was just like, why didn't that happen for me? So I'm just gonna make this novel where it does, and I'm the big strong boy, and I. Didn't have to get a career because my mommy and daddy paid for it in Hollywood, and then that failed. So I became a conservative talk show host.
1: Yeah, he did try to be a screenwriter. Ben Shapiro is a very bad writer, and uh, Gina Carano was not a good actress. They they could find just anyone to replace her, and that uh,
3: I'm not. I mean, I agree that she was a bad actress, but uh, or at least not a very good uh, one. But I disagree that they can just uh, find anyone to fill her wardrobe, which is to say. <laughs> Which like I, I mean, look like I think I, I think she's attractive physically, even though she's abhorrent. But from a like a from a, an actual like representation standpoint, like it was like important to uh, uh, a not insignificant number of people that like one of the supporting cast of this like wildly popular TV show was this like thicker, more muscular like badass soldier woman, right? right. So. Yeah. Like, they, 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 they can't just replace her with any old, like, woman off the street. Like, they would have to find somebody, like, for representation purposes. Like, it would be nice for them to find try to find somebody else that was, like, big.
2: Yeah. And, like, it's, that's, like, a very interesting thing about her was that she, when she was actually, like, fighting in MMA and stuff, she was at a very high weight class for women. And she actually oftentimes would come in overweight even in that weight class because she is just bigger and uh it was really funny i alex jones had a thing about this and he was whining about cancel culture all that stuff and he had this like really weird mental breakdown on the air where at one point he was just sort of like well you know some women like this like but i'm not saying she's unattractive those these amazon women and it was just kind of like alex just admit you want to sleep with her it's okay i mean you're not you're not married. Yeah, yeah I, I
3: mean, my, my my version of that, which I did, like, just minutes ago, was uh, sort of me, like, assuring the audience. It's just like, stick with me. I'm not just objectifying her. This is going someplace. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, 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 trust me, with Alex, it didn't. It was just really weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Al-
3: Alex Jones couldn't didn't have it in him to, to approach this topic with any sort of fucking tact or decorum. Shocked.
2: Nope, nope. He was just sort of like, you know she's a little bit bigger, but that's cool. I'd still do her. (laughs) It was like, thanks. You're the best man. You're, you're you're, you're truly the greatest of all. How noble. I
3: mean, like, but you know, dollars to pesos that fucking, if, uh, if she was a liberal and not a conservative, he'd be like, you've got this big fat, Star Wars woman. <laughs> it's just like, okay, Oh, absolutely. Cool.
2: <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah. He would, he would crush her if it was, if the shoe was on the other foot, uh, no doubt. I mean, yeah, that's because again, that's how he sells his audience, a bunch of like uh, portable food and whatnot. Will you?
3: So I'm sure, uh, and, so I'm sure, I'm sure the Q fan base was, was very excited that, uh, she got cancel cultured for just like speaking her mind,
2: man. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, all the, all the uh, Telegram and all the other places that QAnon now hides on the internet, they were just like celebrating hashtag cancel Disney, all of this other stuff. Gina Carano became their biggest hero for like 48 hours. Who's Lynn Wood? We forgot about that guy. I mean, they were just all Gina all the time. I remember people were like, I like Gina Carano before it was cool, and it was just. <laughs> This big fanboy, Senpa noticed me kind of nonsense, where she just became the darling of this community of horrible racist monsters because she's a weirdo who kind of like endorses their beliefs. I mean, UFC as a whole has a weird QAnon problem. Um, Like last year, there was a cut man who wore uh, patches that had the where we go one, we go all motto on them. Uh, Jorge Masvidal, who's like a big fighter now in the UFC, put out hashtag QAnon on one of his posts. Uh, Tito Ortiz and Jenna Jameson are massively red-pilled QAnon supporters. I've actually had an argument with Jenna Jameson on Twitter about her dumb <laughs> QAnon beliefs. Like, one of the dumbest things that's what? ever happened. Yes, I've I've gotten into Twitter beef with Jenna Jameson over QAnon. It is... The porn star? Yes, that, that would be okay. her.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I had to make sure we are talking about the same ridiculous human being. No, yeah, she, Mike just found
3: – he he just searched on Facebook for profiles named Jenna James and just started railing against them.
2: Yeah, like uh, she, uh, she just got a whole hog into this stuff and was talking about like hundreds of thousands of children being abducted and all this nonsense and – I was like, no, you're wrong. The the statistics you're using are incorrect. And she came back at me. And I was just like, well, Jenna Jameson is throwing down with me. This is so weird. Why is this my life? But, uh, yeah, her and Tito are totally pilled. Um, They're they're just like the Jackson uh, Winklejohn fight camp out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, that's pretty famous, had a Q flag flying over the top of the gym one day. And then, like, the owners had to be like, we condemn all kinds of bad things. We don't know where that flag came from. Uh, waka waka, don't look over here. We're just big <laughs>
3: supporters of that particular part of the alphabet. Don't read it. Yes.
2: Yep, Sesame Street. We th- 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 Today's training class was brought Weird. to you by the letter Q. Yeah, it was just so bizarre. We, we like- were trying to summon Quail Man. <laughs> yes. Yes. We love Dan Quayle's alter ego, our esteemed former vice president of America. And before we had Trump and Sarah Palin, the dumbest man ever to hold office in the executive branch of America. But uh, anyway, now
3: Gina Carano can fuck off and be the queen bee of Q for as long as they'll have her and talk about how whites are the new Jews or whatever horse shit she believes. Uh,
2: I, I I, can't. I, I wonder because oh. like, Dana, Dana White. too much Trump. credit. Dana White's, like, a big Trump supporter and all that kind of stuff. I wonder if, like, when her options dry up, if, like, he'll throw her a big check to get the shit beat out of her in an MMA fight. She hasn't, like, fought in, like, a decade or whatever, but I'm sure there are a bunch of idiots who would, like, pay 50 bucks to watch her fight for the world title. And like, oh, yeah, Gina's going to take it to those no-good so-and-sos, and and then she'd get starched in 30 seconds. And uh, everyone would make money off of it. So if Dana does want her to get destroyed in a UFC fight, uh, I – don't know that I would pay money to watch it, but I would check out the replays afterwards to see what would happen because I know what would happen because she's totally washed up. But... Would she go to Fight Island? D- uh, yes, Jane
1: she White's, would. Dana White's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was yes. about to say,
3: a new trailer for Fight Island dropped today. I haven't seen it yeah. yet. Yeah. Oh, it's it's good. I mean, is it like... Spe- like It's funny because this sort of... No, it of like, looks good. I don't uh, think
1: the movie will be good.
3: Us going off on this tangent actually isn't that much of a tangent at all because doesn't the new Mortal Kombat movie feature an OC that's some doofy UFC idiot that we're like sp- like spending our time with? I feel like I read that somewhere. Where like to make this Mortal Kombat movie, they had to give us like a focal point character. And
1: instead of using one of the established characters, there's some UFC idiot. <laughs> I mean, there's some... Un- some- person i didn't know and he has a tattoo of the mortal Kombat emblem oh yeah that's like, him he's he's oh, some,
3: okay. he's some dummy like
1: mma chungus that uh has the like that is like destined with the mortal Kombat tattoo <laughs> i just thought it was Liu kang before he like changed his name or something
3: uh, no i think he's supposed to be some sort of mma fighter like like that's what mortal Kombat was missing a fucking ground and pounder like get in there like like so, like grapple scorpion to submission oh wait he's literally an undead skeleton that doesn't breathe feel pain oh no <laughs>
2: <laughs> i remember uh, uh like the, i think the last Mortal Kombat that came out ronda rousey was sonia blade and they the, did like mocap and the scripting for yes that. So, she so.
1: is not good at voice acting they're like if you get a chance you should youtube ronda rousey and mortal Kombat. i think 11 they are the flattest most dead lines i've ever heard delivered
3: yeah, I mean the 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 Mortal Kombat the Mortal Kombat video games have been fine. Uh and you know, when Mortal Kombat the video game introduces some new person, they're not a random. They're a new addition by the people who made it. But when they hand off the <laughs> movie rights, and the movie people they're just like, "Hey, now it's fucking like, you know, Tommy MMA is your like new guy <laughs> and it's just like who the hell is fucking Tommy like like unless the movie ends with him getting fatalityed uh then his addition seems like wildly dubious I mean it would be great if 5 minutes into the, if like the, that was just a line they were towing at 5 minutes into the movie like scorpion like f- like fucking just harpoons him through the chest <laughs> and like it just kills him dead <laughs> they're just like we we wanted to trick everyone so the first fatality is this dumb chungus but yeah I, I doubt it
2: it, yeah, it, it's, like the, it's like the guy who gets uh, blown up by the neck collar in Suicide Squad to let us know that that's a real thing that can happen. <laughs> yeah,
1: to, to establish that. Oh, the, yeah, yes,
3: God, what the fuck was work. that guy's name? It was something dumb, right? It was like. Oh, uh, it
2: like was Captain like, Boomerang or something? I don't no, know. No, Captain, like,
3: Captain Boomerang made it all the way through. Captain Boomerang uh, was yeah. uh, their boomin' from beginning to end. It was yeah. something to do with ropes. Yeah, it was something like. Yeah, who, who, yeah. who the fuck could even know? Uh anyway, let, 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 let's let's try to get back sort of on track. Uh so while, while we were talking about uh the racist uh, Gino Carano, uh you had mentioned, who is Lynn Wood? Well, here in my notes, it says Lynn Wood something something because, you know, that dude's always in Q's news. So what, what's up what's up with Lynn Wood this week?
2: Uh this week with Lynn Wood, uh he has decided to create a uh grifter super team to now begin uh, turning his audience of diehard QAnon supporters into uh, a monetary stream. He is monetizing them.
3: Some sort of suicide squad?
2: Yes. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man. It was
3: right there, and you missed it.
2: I, I absolutely did. I am not as hip with the, as the kids as you are, Elle. Uh, But uh, our good friend Linwood is building his suicide squad, but instead of suicide, they're grifters. So uh, the the Grift Squad um, it's, it has established its first two uh, new members. The first one is Herschel Walker, who is just your standard uh, Trump supporting Dingus, who actually uh, was talking to Congress about reparations and uh, like paying uh, black people for having uh, having had generations of black people be slaves in America. And in his testimonies for Congress to Congress, he actually said that atonement is not part of the Christian faith. So like they shouldn't do what? this to no jokes. He said that and that like Congress and America should not seek to atone for the sin of slavery by uh, cutting checks to black people for what had happened to previous generations. And a lot of people were like, You are talking about Christianity, right? Literally a religion entirely based upon atonement. Christ died to atone for all of our sins. It is the entire concept of the faith is actual atonement. And you are claiming that is not something Christianity is about because you are a raving nut who apparently doesn't even know the faith you claim to hold so tightly, so dearly in your your heart. (laughs) So, uh, dear old Herschel has joined our beloved Lynn Wood on this grifter team. And then some woman named, uh, Monica Matthews, who I don't know, but, uh, Lin's press release for her, or at least his telegram post says that she's a nationally known and highly respected conservative talk show host. Grammy-nominated vocalist, author, diplomatic relations and political strategist, <laughs> uh, communications expert, and advocate for uh, for adults of childhood sex abuse and an advocate of religious and an advocate for religious liberty. Yeah, that's something that is an actual real thing that people need. to wow, do. Wow, it, really, it
3: really is like Suicide Squad. We've we've only gotten to the third member on the team, and already I don't know who the fuck you are talking about.
2: Right. I mean, so but the best part about his press release with her is. The end of Herschel Walker's thing is just, thank you, Herschel. God bless you. And then Lynn praying emoji, heart emoji, American flag emoji. He does the same thing with her, but under her, he then has a hyperlink to www.fightback.law. And if you go <laughs> to that website, literally the front page is nothing but a giant donate now button with an American flag draped over it. So he knew that Monica wasn't exactly a, a big pull the way Herschel Walker was, so he had to like be like, "Hey, we got this Monica lady, and by the way, give us money, <laughs> hook us up, let's go, open up your wallets, rubes. So it's time to start."
3: W- would you would you say that of the members on the team, she's their Slipknot? Boom, there it Slip- is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <His neighbor's> Slipknot.
2: <laughs> yes, she would definitely be the Slipknot of this group. I don't ex- and they don't even have. Um, they don't even have like the people that are like below Harley Quinn on like, ri- on like, like level of information or relevancy. There, it's just Herschel Walker, who's basically deadshot, I guess, who would actually say, So, this is like some sort of fight back. Law, I guess, what he what he would say in the trailer, as it were. And, um, beyond that, we have nothing except for King Grifter himself, Lynn Wood, who is, um, I can't wait to see Herschel and Gemini Man. That'd be great. <laughs> oh my god! But I, I, the thing that's like so funny about all of this stuff is that Linwood, all of his posts have like a quarter million views on this like just absolute hellscape of a of a site that is Telegram, and then you have like the the room with all the QAnon promoters, and they're like, "Hey, meet all your favorite QAnon grifters. We're all here." And then you click on their things and they have like ten thousand views. It, like if that. It's well, like, just
3: sell out and go conservative and make that cheddar. Oh man. And I mean and I mean your base is too, your base is like too stupid to even accept all of this recorded evidence of you being liberal as evidence of anything, right? They'd just be like it's doctored, it's fake news, like how can you trust that? So you oh,
2: know Sell out. I, 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 oh, I would just have—I would just have my meeting with Jesus moment. I would like say that I, like, blacked out. I got rushed to the hospital. I was like on death's door, and I had a vision. You're Rush Limbaugh
1: reincarnated.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the spirit of Rush came into my body. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Like I, I saw, I saw this blinding light, and Jim Watkins was standing before me with Lynn Wood <laughs> and Gina Carano. <laughs> And all of these other beautiful people, and they told me it wasn't my time yet, but I had to go back and repent for being a mean person to all those dear, sweet QAnon people who just love God and Donald Trump.
3: One well, that well, came rode out on his glorious wagyu uh, like steed. <laughs> He's yeah. just
2: like, <laughs> he he was riding on a wagyu bull. It wasn't moving very far because those things live the most pampered life imaginable. Uh, yes, all of that, and now and now I'm back. Now I'm here. Uh, I'm reformed. I am now a good, uh, wholesome Christian with with the values that Hillary Clinton needs to be hung hung by the neck until dead because she's a monster and all those other things that Christ would sort have of absolutely been totally in favor of were he around to talk about it.
3: Oh yeah, well, if you're Rush, come back. I'm Elron, come back. (laughs) The mysterious L has become the mysterious Elron.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
3: I read all of my titanium
2: notes. I am fucking fully abreast of this new world. Fear me. Oh, God. That would be the greatest thing in the world. we just, Dude, start we just science- invent an anime? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, Full Metal Alchemist is going oh. to be. Yeah. Holler
3: at a Shonen Jump. Uh, Boom, we've got something in, in the brain basket. Uh so our last note for headlines for the, the week. Uh I see here that uh parlor is back, which which is funny because I I didn't know that Parler left. What the fuck is up with Parlour? <laughs> uh
2: so parlor got deplatformed because it's a racist cesspool and they were like working off of Amazon's uh web s- system, and then they got a bunch of money and they got back up and running. And the funniest thing about this is this has created an actual like kind of schism between Gab and Parler where most of QAnon that's like set up on Gab and are happy to be there because the guy that runs Gab is just a total piece of shit and has no complaints about being like, I'm running a white ring extremist cesspool of a social media platform. And that's what I want to be. And this is good. This is a great thing that we are doing here at Gab and Parler wants to have their app get put on like iTunes and like like Google Play and all these other places. They actually want to have like market share beyond just the alt right and QAnon. So you have this situation where parlors trying to be more appealing and trying to reach out to more uh like more of a more of a customer base and the gab people are like no parlor sucks it's bad it's evil. Uh, if you go on parlor, you're probably, uh, getting yourself, uh, set up to be honey potted by the deep state. So,
3: oh, uh, you mean when, when Silk Road went down and then came back up, <laughs>
1: we are not cops. Yeah. We are not the FBI. Please, well, buy please drugs. continue
3: to buy your illegal drugs and assassination attempts through <laughs> us. Totally legitimate Silk Road.
2: Yes, the absolutely, totally above board. And by above board, I mean criminal, but still uh, not criminal where you'll be arrested for your crimes uh, parlor, as it were. Has anyone
1: ever hired an assassin and it not been the FBI?
2: Uh, not that we know of, I, mean, I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of, that, that would be the, that'd be the greatest thing in the world. If there was like an assassin posting on social media <laughs> and he never got arrested and he never got any actual contracts and he's like, God damn it.
3: Well, I mean, jo- Joe Exotic tried to, tried to put a hit out on somebody. It definitely did not go to an FBI. Uh, <laughs> like, that person informed on her later, but at the time he was just some chungus.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw like I saw a show that had, was something like that where a guy asked one of his friends to kill his wife and his friend was like a million years old. His wife was a million years old. The guy goes over to kill her. He loses the hand to fist fight to her and she kills him. And the whole thing went really pear-shaped. And it was just like... <laughs> I don't know, maybe ha- ask that guy's son if he wants to commit the murder. Maybe seven the se- maybe sending the 70-year-old guy over to kill your wife might backfire. I mean, normally that kind of work involves someone who's kind of spry, little capable of handling some like rough and tumble stuff going I've on. I've never
3: been friends like that with someone. Like I, I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of cherished friends that like I I would I would like take a bullet personally for, but like I'm not going to I'm not going to assist anyone in murder or disposing of a body like I'm not I'm not I'm not going to do any any sort of big time felonies for any of my friends thank you
1: (laughs) (laughs) we had this we had this discussion long ago. Yeah, he, I mean, it, just it like, comes I'm, up every now and again. Like I'm never we, hiding a body for you.
3: Yeah, it, it came up for no reason. Let's just say that Sarge. You know, I mean, you know, we don't have to get into it. But uh, it came up, and, and I discussed with Sarge about how, like, I was just like, "Dog, I'm not going to help you hide this body." I mean, <laughs> a, body, a hypothetical body.
2: Yes. <laughs> That is uh, absolutely things that have never happened that we've never talked about yeah. not neither on this podcast or otherwise. otherwise um,
3: anyway so so now that now that parlor has landed on its digital feet or whatever is it did it just roar right back to life? Is it still just like a <laughs> a, 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 a ceaseless void of racism?
2: Uh, it is uh, still uh, right now I don't know how good its connectivity is. But uh, I did see someone post a thing that was like, "Ah, parlor back to normal," and they had a screenshot, and it was just two uh, full columns, like twenty-five names each. So it was like fifty names, and every name was either an anti-Semitic uh, f- phrase or fourteen uh, eighty-eight or a swastika. Was the avatar? I mean, cool. it was. It was just like literally. Uh, like parlors like, hey Apple, don't deplatform us. Hey Google, don't deplatform us. And parlors customer base is like, oh, you're getting to platform. Don't you worry? Can we you imagine
3: know- like, trying to log into like Parlor? Uh, to like, you're just like, oh man, I just composed this juicy anti-Semitic uh, racism, which is, which is again, <laughs> this, the term we're using for, for their This anti-Semitic racism. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the,
1: this,
3: this anti-Semitic racism I've just, uh, composed is really good. And then you go to send it and it's just like, error cannot send. Too many people are already being anti-Semitic. <laughs>
2: anti-semitic bandwidth exceeded please try back later please try to use please try to be anti-semitic and off-peak hours because right now our peak hours for anti-semitism are like we're swamped it's like logging on the Warcraft and like you're in the queue like you're number 1000 to be allowed to post your anti-semitism on (laughs) Parlor. If you continue Um,
3: having this problem, try not hating the Jews. (laughs) Okay, no, just kidding. So sorry.
2: (laughs) We know why you're on Parlor. That I'm trying to remember. Oh, Laura, I think it was like, oh no it was Liz, it was Liz Croken uh, when she got kicked off of uh, parlor she got kicked off of everywhere, and she went to Gab, like she was immediately attacked for being Jewish because that's what happens when you leave polite social media <laughs> to go anywhere else. It was like, oh, welcome to just rampant anti-Semitism, which most cool. places cool, won't cool, cool. tolerate. And, I mean, it's really kind of funny because while we're saying this and we're like, oh, yeah, Twitter's really good about this. I mean, Twitter still has a Nazi problem. I mean, they're still not great about this. Nick Fuentes still has a blue check mark last I checked. And, like, that guy's just a Holocaust denier, which is no big deal, I guess. Um, Yeah, MBD. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. How could
3: you prove such a thing happened?
2: Oh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yep, Nicholas J. Fuentes. He went, he's going full government on us. Still has a blue check mark, still has 126,000 followers on Twitter, is still an anti Semite dirtbag piece of shit who. Was like in the crowd for the Capitol riot, but didn't like go inside the Capitol like his buddy Baked Alaska did, and that's why Baked Alaska is going to jail for forever. Ah, now. he's
3: one—he's one of those clever racists slash anti-Semites. <laughs> <pessimists. laughs>
2: yeah, he is one of the—he is one of those uh, anti-Semites who was not tricked by Antifa to rush into the Capitol building via some sort of Soros-based mind control or so, whatever.
3: Some cabal sniper, like looking through a scope on an adjacent building, and like all, all the people, like creeping around inside the, the Capitol building, and then like they like look up for a second and like notice these other racists that are just milling about outside of the Capitol. And it's just like clever girl.
2: They're <laughs> so, like, damn it! Not all the racists went in. Our plot to make them all riot and try to kill Congress and the Vice President was only seventy five percent successful. <laughs> Shucks.
3: Yeah, antifas plan to trick all those, uh, you know, peace loving conservative protesters into the Capitol building so they could like blow it up or whatever and destroy Trump's fan base. Whatever the fucking plan was supposed to be, it really failed because some of them were smart enough to just mill around outside on bullhorns, being like, "We support this, but not in a
2: way that matters. We don't <laughs> want to go to jail, so we're just gonna be here." Yeah. <laughs> we we know where the line of legal liability is and we are not crossing it good luck in there you fucking morons I hope you topple our government and start a fascist dictatorship but if you don't which I think the odds are heavily on that side of this thing I will not be joining you in a federal penitentiary for the next 20 to 50 years
3: yeah like, well, like well, the people that were marching on the capitol like what did they think was going on with all of their figureheads like their alex joneses and lynn woods or whatever like like no those are the broken of the fucking capitol building you would think think that in the time like if you're if you're going if you're going to war you bring achilles with you right i mean like yeah (laughs) gotta you gotta bring your a game like trump has some deniability he's just like well the citizens have to take it back the president can't do it and the citizens could be fired up or whatever but fuck, where was lynn wood like he should have been he should have been riding a chariot up the capitol steps or whatever
2: What's really funny is Alex Jones was there and when he saw what was happening, his immediate reaction was like, oh, no, oh, no, because he knew that this was like a bridge too far for his grift. He just wants these people like kind of freaked out, kind of angry, just on edge, as it were, so he can sell them uh, overpriced vitamin D and dick pills. <laughs> he's just like and-
3: running. A- he's just running away, just like shouting. He's, he's just like he's just like yeah, get him! The uh, virtue signaling, the yeah! uh, 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 crisis actors. As he just like gets further and further away from it.
1: He's just, yes, like- <laughs> he's they're he's wearing like- it with his classic uh, dirty gym socks on his ears, just running away like. That, that's a deep cut Alex Jones reference.
3: And, and, and then tweeting support about them for very, very far away.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, that was like truly the greatest like uh, moment of time because this dumb fucking idiot employees thought it was a good thing. And Alex was like, the, no, you don't understand. This is bad. This was Antifa. And his employees were like, no, we're taking back the capital, America, freedom, MAGA. And Alex was like, no, 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 no. shh stop it stop it stop it stop it, stop it. Stop it. Dial it down 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 this is this is the this hurts our bottom line you cretins same thing with Lynn
3: Lin- wood Lynn wood is just like you know he's just tweeting he's just like you know as i look outside of the window of my new mercedes i barely even recognize this country anymore
2: <laughs> yep, go, exactly. go get them boys yep, yeah. He's like Lynn Woods. Like, look, I understand the frustration of you people in, Cong- in in the halls of Congress right now, and I and I accept that. But now, can you please give me Herschel Walker and some other lady a pile of money? Because we'll help you out doing a thing, I guess. Yeah,
3: he's like, uh, I know that I wasn't there while those heroic patriots stormed the Capitol, but be honest, wouldn't you also rather be in Cancun? <laughs>
2: Boom! Full circle
1: callbacks.
2: Oh yes. God nail it. that 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 kind of that level of callback is the professionalism that L brings to the table here so that's that's why we have him on board
3: yeah uh sometimes i'm pretty great uh so we have about uh let's say let's call it 30 minutes worth of uh, recording time do we want to do any drops or do we want to roll into a mailbag do we just want oh, to talk should... about do we want to do we want to do our our our, our stealth uh test pod the the pizza Illuminati. <laughs>
2: i was thinking we should just roll into the uh, the mailbag and if uh we don't uh hit our dream runtime of 90 minutes we can d- then attempt the pizza lot- lobby it's a word. i can't even say the name the pizza illuminati the pizza illuminati yes that's it i did it the second take always better than the first take <laughs> but
3: well, uh, uh, you go ahead and get us started on the mailbag while i maybe google the word pizza illuminati
2: That sounds good. So uh, one of our Grand Inquisitors, Chairman Walkman, asks, has Elle had a take that both yourself and Sarge disagreed with?
1: Oh, all the time. Me and like me and Elle used to live. We've lived together for several years uh, and we we disagree all the time on stuff that doesn't matter. And uh, I guess stuff that does matter. I mean, but, every 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 once in a while, I guess stuff that matters. But I
3: mean, like the the little incidental stuff, especially nerd shit all the time, okay.
1: uh, and, and m- most
3: most especially uh, magic cards, magic card yes. evaluations.
1: <laughs> we
2: are
3: all over the place on that. Uh, some those more than others.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I've never I, I was never around uh, Sarge for uh, magic. Uh, card um, ratings, as it were. And me and L, however, we we went deep back into the annals of, of MTG, as it were, and not the crazy lady who has ruined that uh, abbreviation, as it were. So I know well of that. I know of all the, like, just the fun and frivolity of uh, playing the game of Magic and dealing with the immense frustration when a small child of a goblin deck beats your Astro Slide deck, when there's no goddamn way that could happen. That's literally a tailor-made layup win for you. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, that was that was pretty great. I'm glad that I had an audience for that m- messy, like, 15-year-old me, Magic the Gathering meltdown. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I do know, off the top of my head, I, I know one of one of the takes that uh, Mike Raines disagrees with me on is uh, I am firmly a believer in the fact that The Venture Brothers is one of the greatest television shows in the history of history, and I can't even get fucking Mike Raines to watch that shit. It is... Like my greatest failure as a friend, maybe in my whole life, has been failing to <laughs> failing wow. to drag Mike kicking and screaming to the Venture Brothers.
2: I have watched a bunch of Venture Brothers, and whenever I watched it, I enjoy it. But I, it's I don't know what it is, but it's just this weird thing where, like, Doctor Venture himself to me is just every oh, he's time he, a,
1: he's an unlikable character by by purpose.
2: I know, but I'm just saying. Like he just feels so empty to me, and it's just like, Mm. ah, I hate that. Like I, I hate that. Like this thing is like sort of supposed to be based around him, and it just shouldn't. And I get that it really isn't in a lot of ways, but that's just that's just the thing. But. If I walk into the room and the Venture Brothers are on, I will watch it and I will have a good time. I just never seek them out as it were. And yeah, my, Mike,
3: Mike Reigns is the kind of guy who started watching The Wire and because Omar wasn't in the first episode, he was like, "Fuck this! No, <laughs>
2: that's not, the Wire is incredible and I've watched The Wire. <laughs> so, how dare you? How dare you? Are you a season two apologist? Uh, I I think season two was there. I wouldn't say I, was an, I wouldn't be an apologist for it. I mean, I I'm pretty much a realist when it comes to my television shows. Like one of my favorite shows, like from ancient antiquity is like Babylon five. And I will tell people there's like, you need to cherry pick season one and not watch the last season. The middle three (laughs) seasons, the middle three seasons are like the best television ever made. They
1: they just put the remaster of Babylon five up on HBO max. And I started watching it and I, I got two episodes into season one and I was like, does this matter? And I just skipped it and went right to see Yeah, it. bro. Like,
3: uh, I can't, I cannot be asked to do that for a show. Like, the, <laughs> the, 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 the most prime example is the American The Office. Uh, I think The Office sucks. Because I've tried to watch The Office several times. But, you know, I'm not a crazy person. So when I start a new show, I start from the beginning. And everyone's just like, oh, you should just skip the first season. And I'm just like, well, how about I just skip all of the seasons? Because if they manage to crank out 26 episodes of Garbage... Like, why am I just going to give them a pass on that? No, thank you. Like, Hmm. and then so I have to suffer through endless memes of people just being like, look at this. Look at this fat, bald guy dropping this big pot of chili. Isn't that hysterical? And I'm just like, had to be there, man, because that shit is not funny to me at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the uh, that sounds like more like a kind of a writing problem with The Office. But uh, what happened, the first season of Babylon 5, it kind of like got destroyed because the main character, that actor, like literally had a mental breakdown, and they had to remove him from the show to get mental help. He, actually, oh, I didn't like,
1: know that. I, I, yeah. I thought he just didn't want to be on a, a goofy sci-fi show.
2: Nope. What actually happened? Like, Jay Michael Shrazinsky was like, I like. It turned out that after that guy died, Jay Michael Shrazinsky was like, I will now actually tell people why he left the show, and the reason why he left the show was because he was actually falling apart mentally. He was having a schizophrenic breakdown, and one day we like pulled him aside and we had a talk. And he told us what was happening to him. And we were like, well, if you can gut out the rest of these episodes, we will find a way to like just gussy this up and talk about creative differences or the character just wasn't working. We will come mm-hmm. up with a plausible excuse for you leaving the show. Cause we know that if like it gets out that you have a mental health issue in Hollywood in this day and age, cause that was like back in like the early nineties or whatever, we know that will destroy your career. So we won't do that to you. And he was like, you got it. And then like, they just parted ways amicably. And then after that guy passed, he was like, yeah, this is what actually happened. So and he was Yeah so like that's why the first season of Babylon 5 is like completely detached kind of like from the rest of it because they just had to cast a new lead because the old guy was just not capable of performing anymore due to mental mental illness
3: this is our, our new segment Babylon Five Five, where we give Mike Rains five <laughs> minutes to talk about the ancient fucking television show Babylon Five.
2: Oh God! Next week I'm going to be all about Kosh. It's going to be so good. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you for the question. Um, yeah, Chairman get get, get ready
3: for next week's uh, debut of my segment Alienation Nation, where I'm going to do five <laughs> minutes on the classic sci-fi Ooh. show yeah that's right i wish that the audience could see the look on mike Rains's face <laughs> at my mention of the forgotten fucking show alienation that's right baby
2: i would be so happy if you did that oh my god that'd be great oh man i <laughs> just,
3: could talk just... about i could talk about how the small of their backs were their uh, erogenous zone and how they uh, got drunk off of spoiled milk
2: Yep, I do. I, I remember the spoiled milk thing. I didn't remember the erogenous zone thing.
3: Oh yeah that um, that was how they, that was how they allowed their characters to get sexy on screen, even though it was like the mid nineties on Sci Fi Channel or whatever, so they couldn't just have sex scenes. <laughs> and just right. like, oh my god, you're no, touching it back, a, it it's Fox. giving it's giving me most swollen erogenous zone. Was it Fox? Yeah, yeah it was Fox. Fox. I mean, well, I uh, uh, I think I only ever saw it when they were rerunning it on Sci Fi Channel. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. Fair. <laughs> so uh, to answer your question, yes, we disagree on takes all the time. Yeah.
3: yeah. I, I don't think there's one specific take that I have that both Mike and Sarge hate, at least none that I can think of off the top of my head.
2: Uh, I can't either. So I think uh, that, uh, I think that we managed to, we're, we are either, we are either unanimous on things or we are a two, one split. I don't think there's anything where it's been two, one split against L as it were. So, um, in these fights, usually me or Sarge end up being double teamed by the other person and L being on one side of the issue, as it were.
1: Yeah, we're we're triumvirate and it works pretty well. So
2: Yeah. Uh, So thank you for the question and the huge digression you sent us upon, Chairman Walkman. Uh, Everything is Skippy asks, uh, have they talked about Biden actually flying on Air Force One? Did their narrative (laughs) shift? Or are they pretending they didn't claim that Biden isn't really president because of not flying on Air Force One? So uh we had talked about this earlier when uh in a pre- previous podcast when he flew on Air Force One back to Delaware, and they complained that it wasn't the real plane and all this other stuff, and then people pointed out that like Air Force One is like designation, you got him morons, yeah uh, and all this kinds of stuff. but Biden uh went to Wisconsin for a town hall. And when he went to Wisconsin, he got on the big boy plane. He got on, like, mega Air Force One, as it were. And uh, he flew to Wisconsin. And the deafening silence in all of QAnon, all all of Gab, all of Telegram, the few people they have left on Twitter, nobody brought up that he got on that fucking plane. It was so funny. Because this was one of their biggest talking points for so long. And then – Biden actually uh, goes to an airport that can support the giant plane. That is the plane. The president uses for like, international travel and whatnot. Will you? And so he gets on like the, the, the big honker uh, plane for the president and flies to Wisconsin for the town hall. And QAnon just dropped it, just silently discarded that little uh, bit of evidence that proved that Biden totally wasn't president. They just, we never said that. We don't know what you're talking about. You just <laughs> shut up. So yeah, so it's, it's so funny because they had this list of things that like were proof that Biden wasn't really president. Like, hadn't flown on Air Force One, hadn't flown on Marine One. The military wasn't saluting him. They were turning their backs on him. Like all of, like hadn't hasn't greeted a foreign head of state yet. And it was like you do realize he's only been president for like a month now. Like this is February eighteenth. Like the twentieth is when he'll be like thirty days in office. So, yeah, Ford heads of state haven't like hit, hit him up yet for a, a chat, but like that's coming. All of these benchmarks you're asking him to clear, he will clear easily and in a short period of time. So um,
1: he has the business of state to attend to.
2: Right, exactly. He can't be like, "Hey, Justin Trudeau, prove I'm really the president. Come on down from Canada and talk to me." <laughs> I mean, it's like, like he's like, "QAnon doesn't love me." Can someone make me look like really the president to them? I just love that. I just love the idea that like the validation of people who hate him and call him a pedophile and the Antichrist is something that Joe Biden is desperately striving to to, to, to.
1: remind me. What was the theory? Sorry to jump in. Remind me what was the theory of why Air Force 1 getting on the big plane was important? That that's when they were going to nail him.
2: Uh well, they weren't going to well the, the big thing was is that he didn't fly Air Force 1 to the inauguration and this was like a, and and Trump used Air Force 1 to leave and fly to Mar-a-Lago. So this was like proof that like Trump still had the apparatus of government around him and that until Biden was allowed on those planes that had like the seal on them and all that kind of stuff it proved he really he was like squatting in the White House and he wasn't really actually
3: <laughs> I think that maybe all that proves is that Trump stole an airplane right if they're just like oh yeah he flew down to Mar-a-Lago then Biden flew in on a different plane shouldn't it have been the same plane it's just like yeah Trump
2: stole Air Force One arrest him seize him <laughs> That would be great. G- Grand Theft Airplane. That's the new series that Rockstar is going to take 20 years to actually put oh, out. Boy. It would
3: be Grand Theft Arrow, right? Yes. Or like A E R O? Arrow.
2: Say it like a Kennedy.
3: Oh. That's a way different game G- Grand Theft Arrow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh Lord. I'm now just imagining like the rock star version of JFK like stealing a plane and like, flying around with it. And uh...
3: fucking it using a brush to clean his digital horse while its yeah. ball shrank from like temperature variations. Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> an incredible game if what you want out of your game is something that isn't very good to play, but is like a, a work of art in every other aspect. <laughs>
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, that was, I mean, that was my thing that year was with Red Dead, Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War. I was like, I appreciate what they were going for with Red Dead 2, but I just had more fun with God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, it's just the fun level of those other games was higher because I didn't get purposely put into arduous slow mode in like all these different things. It was like, ah, oh, my mission is done. Can I fast travel back to camp? No. Do I have to ride on my horse for 10 minutes? Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> Wonderful. Or e- even worse. They're just like, well,
3: well, gee there, partner. We're gonna need you to wade through that slow at a uh, that snow at a snail's pace. And then you're just like, oh sweet, time to get off my horse and slowly walk through some snow. Yeah. At least Kratos one walked one through was... some snow with some fucking peppin' step. <laughs> Actually yes.
1: looks boring.
2: Oh god. <laughs> Uh, And the thing was, is I didn't even understand that act one was like its own self-contained thing. And I wasn't in the open world yet. So like in the middle of act one, like in this driving blizzard, I'm like trying to go out and hunt for food to help out the rest of the camp. And my horse just dies. And I'm just like, (laughs) this sucks. And I had to go online and like, yeah, idiot, you have to get through the blizzard and just like, play this linear game before you get to the real game a little while later. And I was like, boo, whatever, fine, <laughs> fuck you. So it was just like, <laughs> yeah, I butchered I love that, that we're
3: talking about Red Dead now, which is a, a game set in the late 1800s, and therefore there are no planes, and therefore it can't <laughs> possibly have anything to do with our Air Force One question.
2: No. Hey, this is what this is what happens. We go off the rails. We are a railless podcast.
3: <laughs> I mean, an airplane is a railless mode of conveyance. So Th- this is oh. also true. Yeah, by, so defini- Mark- by definition, no rails on this airplane.
2: <laughs> no rails here. Yeah, we we are going we are going to stick to that. That is our that is our hard and fast guarantee to all our listeners. There will never be rails on this podcast. We will. <laughs> yeah. who, who,
3: who can afford cocaine?
2: Nope, not <laughs> us. Oh, God, no. I mean, maybe, may, maybe if we get those Biden bucks, we'll do the, uh, uh, the Adventures in Hellworld World cocaine edition episode where we actually just spend all our money.
1: Shaking my head. We will all die, all three of us. The, the, the cocaine and
3: adrenochrome episode of the <laughs> Adventures in Hellworld World podcast
2: yes it'll uh, go, it'll
3: go down in Wikipedia history as the uh entry for last episode
2: of <laughs> yes. Yes. oh man yeah Mike reigns died l was in a coma for six months Sarge fled the country to a country that didn't have an extradition treaty it went really well uh I climbed and- the
1: wall i climbed the walls of my uh apartment gripping the ceiling with my toes <laughs>
2: It, at my death would be worth uh, that visual of you doing that. So I'm willing to give my life in, in honor of that. Uh, but yes, thank you, Everything is Skippy, for uh, asking a question that, again, got us incredibly sidetracked. And uh, lastly, for the questions that I understand, because they have a question that I don't get at all, uh, is uh, Kiz Epic, uh American flag, fire emoji, rose emoji, bald eagle emoji, says, uh, did you know that child sex trafficking prosecutions went way down during the Trump administration? And uh, yes, this is one of the most hilarious things that QAnon would love to do is they would post this graphic that would just have like uh, arrests for child trafficking, kidnapping and whatnot, will you, over the years. And Obama would be like way down and then Trump would like skyrocket and just be like all these arrests were happening. And like all these right-wing grifters would promote this. Like Alex Jones like talked about it, like before Q even existed, Alex Jones had this like ready-made uh talking point about how Trump was like going hard at pedophiles and like really cracking down on that stuff. And that we hadn't had a president do that in like a hundred years. So like good on Trump for it. And none of it's true. If like you actually look at like all the FBI data for uh these kinds of crimes Trump arrested and prosecuted less people than Obama did. It's just a talking point that was made up out of whole cloth. Um, that was uh, that people made what appeared to be graphics, but were actually just memes that were bullshit. And that was just a thing. And then QAnon would throw those themes in your face. You would say they were lying. You show them the real things. They would say fake news and you would have that beautiful part of life where you and this person who's trapped in an internet death cult would fail to agree upon reality. We and- call that a catch 20 Q. <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Uh, I don't think we have a rim shot loaded up on our new Zencaster drop board, but uh, we will re- we will rem- remedy that for next week. And uh, for L's awesome Don Rickles humor, you hockey puck. So, um, but uh, yeah, this is just yeah, this is just one of those things that they made up, and it has no basis in reality, like the rest of QAnon in general. <laughs> All right.
3: Oh, sorry, I uh, a <laughs> little, little, little br- brief moment of silence there while Mike Rains dies on our webcam, and he's oh, dead. No. And uh, well, uh, oh, next God, episode, the Adventures in Hellworld, Mike Raines tribute episode. <laughs> where we pay our respects to our fallen hero.
1: Begin, um, begin buying your candles now for our uh, moment, our tribute. The, pro- the problem is uh, M- Mike Rains is the only one amongst us who could really like answer this
3: question. So God, I hope he's not actually dead, uh, <laughs> because I don't know shit about uh, Q's, chi- Q's child sex swings and misses when it comes to fucking the the data on Trump prosecution versus Obama prosecution. Uh, but but it looks like a newly resurrected Mike Raines may be uh, back to fill us in with the facts of the matter. Are you are you, are you done being dead?
2: Uh, I have been resuscitated. The EMTs did an incredible job on me. And uh, the chart that actually this person provided uh, shows that pretty much in 2016 and 2017, so the transition from Obama to Trump, there was this massive spike in uh, child sex trafficking prosecutions in America that had been on a kind of general uptick through the entire Obama administration. And then right after 2017, it just drops like a rock. And by the end of Trump's administration, he is pretty much below all of Obama's second term. And so it, it seems like really weird. It seems like Bush, it seems like W. Bush didn't do a damn thing. And then Obama like got the ball. And in his like first year, he doubled what Bush did for trafficking Arrests, but it still wasn't a lot, but it just kept going up and up and up and up, and so it seemed like that was something that Obama actually took kind of seriously, and then that status quo was what like Trump stepped into, and then Trump just watched his numbers drop year after year uh, because again, he doesn't really seem like he cares about these things or he cared about governing at all because. I don't know. We're, like, the only country that's, like, still knee-deep in dead people from COVID, as it were, because that's what our esteemed uh, former president did to our nation.
3: Well, the good news is, uh, re- regarding COVID, is that if we need a cold place to store the vaccine, might I recommend literally all of the center <laughs> of our country.
1: Texas. <laughs>
2: Yes, uh the, the Moderna vaccine that requires uh, extra frigid uh conditions in order to be maintained can now be stored literally anywhere in Texas and it'll be fine. It'll or just, or in just in
3: Omaha. It. I think I think Omaha got to -30 at one point like over the Good. course of this like crazy arctic nonsense. Night. Yeah. Like that may have been a wind chill, but still, you know, you just put put the vaccine out in a chilly place and uh we wind hit it, it'll be fine.
2: It'll be fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm i only grateful that that wasn't the temperature for Omaha when Trump showed up and then abandoned those people like three, day, three days before the election, because Trump could have actually have killed more people directly if it had been this cold now, then, as it were, when he just literally abandoned his audience at a, uh, at like a tarmac of an airplane. He, he, he flew in on Air Force One, they put up a stage, he gave a speech, he got back on the plane, flew away. And then these people were like, oh, are there buses to get back to our cars? And they were like, no. That, that would involve us paying, that would involve us spending money. We're Republicans. We don't pay for shit. They're I mean, just like, pre- President Trump, sir,
3: the people at your rally, they have no place to go. And he's just like, let them eat cold.
0: <laughs> yes. like,
3: President Trump, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That, that, like, that's... You, you, know, you know what I mean? Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've got a
2: golf course to get to. Yep, yeah,
3: pretty... I have to go totally not live at Mar-a-Lago.
2: Yeah. Did you, did you hear his lawyer's uh, contention for why he's allowed to live at Mar-a-Lago? Because he's already been doing it. Yeah, it's the greatest defense in the history of ever. <laughs> uh, well, No, well, the, 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 one, the thing they filed was that he's an employee of Mar-a-Lago who greets people when they come in and says goodbye to them when they leave. He's yeah, literally in, in, the in, addition, they
3: cont- in addition, they contend that he has already been living there, that Mar-a-Lago has never tried to stop him before. <laughs> so that means that he can do it now.
2: What? <laughs> i've robbed five banks in the past and i've never gotten arrested why arrest me for the sixth bank yeah what exactly what kind of bullshit is that they're like sure he's breaking the agreement but he's broken that agreement
3: dozens of times in the past and mar has lagos never come after him and it's just like <laughs> well i i mean sh- that doesn't make it fucking okay i mean there's like an agreement how is this not like yeah it's
1: ridiculous <laughs> i hadn't heard that that's amazing
3: Oh, I mean, Trump's, like, you know, he, he's got to be, he's he's on his, like, what, his, like, seventh stringers for his, like, his, his like, attorneys just across the board? Like, <laughs>
0: uh,
3: I mean, th- these people have no idea what the fuck they're doing. It's crazy.
2: And, and he's hiring people who have to be working for him under no expectation of being paid. I mean, his lawyers... <laughs> his lawyers in his impeachment case were like, hey, he's probably guilty, so you should actually arrest him. This whole impeachment proceeding is kind of dumb, isn't it? I mean, so, like, when your lawyers are saying, yeah, my client's so guilty, you should probably actually indict him outside of this political theater. uh, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't pay those lawyers, and maybe you should get lawyers and actually pay them, so they'll do a competent job for you.
3: Can you imagine this is, like, the fucking 1700s or whatever? It's just, like... It's just like, if my client is so guilty, then why don't you just hang him right here now? And they're just like, capital idea, sir. And it's just like, oh, no, I didn't really mean... No, bring him back! (laughs) What are
1: you going to
2: do, shoot
1: me? Quote from Man Stabbed.
2: Yeah, what are you going to do, stab me? Exactly. Oh, man, yeah, it's just... It's really incredible how uh, hard this guy has fallen from literally the president of the United States to now deplatformed platformed in all social media to the point where he gave like three different interviews yesterday, like Newsmax Hannity had him on. He's doing his whole like song and dance and he couldn't even like make the papers like the New York times, the Washington post, no one's covering him. They just, don't care like the next thing he's going to get like media coverage for is going to be when he's indicted for any of his innumerate crimes that he's committed (laughs) over the course of time yeah depending on who who gets at him first between new york and georgia Right, exactly. New York, Georgia. The people are talking about indicting him for inciting the riot in D.C. I mean, uh, it, he he's going to be just like spending the rest of his life golfing and trying to stay out of court. I mean, I mean, it's, it seems sort of unlikely that he is
3: going to be able to keep his mouth shut about Dominion. Right. So at some point he might get roped into that shit.
2: Oh, God. I I remember uh, when they were talking about him being on Hannity uh, last night. Someone like posted a GIF. Uh, they, they posted the the caption was "Dominion and Smartmatic's lawyers right now," and the GIF was that photo of Leo uh, DiCaprio biting his hand. It was just like, and it was just like, "He, <laughs> like, please, you dumb idiot, please come at us, you stupid moron. We would love nothing more than to file a three billion dollar lawsuit against former President Trump." For, yeah, I mean, uh, it ju-
3: but it just sort of seems inevitable that at some point he will fuck up and like start just openly talking about like, he, because he, he just doesn't seem like the sort of guy that would listen to any sort of counsel at all. Like from anyone around him, like you would have to think that any, any single person around him, like with half a brain in their head would just be like, never mentioned. Just, just don't just forget the <laughs> word dominion. Just forget it. The whole word. Like you're never going to need to use that word. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get the whole word. Just erase it from your brain. It does not exist. And then, and, then, and then he's like pleading his case at Mar-a-Lago
3: and he's just like, I made this place. I have a, what's that word over it? You know, the thing when you like control something, but it's like a cooler word than that. He's like, <laughs> ah, beans. I don't remember the word.
1: <laughs> beans.
3: That's what Donald Trump says, right? Beans. That's his Yeah, he
1: definitely
3: <laughs> does not curse. Can we use a caricature of Donald Trump's face without getting sued? If so, merch idea. A shirt with Donald Trump's face that just says, beans.
2: <laughs> Uh, he's a public figure, so we can totally par- we can totally uh, satire him and make a caricature and not uh, face copyright. Oh, we, we we could we
3: could rip off the uh, the uh, obey uh, graffiti. Yes. It yes. Just to say beans. Just a picture face of Trump's face and beans. Yeah. <laughs> it just really confused people.
2: <laughs> just what the fuck does any of this mean?
3: let let's, let's fucking plaster those all over New York City neighborhoods. Oh, They'd be man. like, look at this derivative shit, and it's just like, yeah, but you don't know what beans
2: means. Nope, you don't get it. And roll that beautiful the, bean footage. That is uh, one of those. I, that is a quote that has gotten way more run than I think they ever thought it would. The, roll the beautiful roll bean that footage. beautiful bean footage. Yeah, I mean, I, I
3: think that that's exactly what you want when you create a slogan, right? Just something timeless yes. like that.
2: Yeah. Oh,
3: right. like. I still remember. Where's the beef? I don't even think I ever saw that commercial. I just knew. I just know about it through pop culture osmosis.
2: I uh, a few years ago, I was dealing in a po- in a poker room, and the room manager, out of nowhere, said, "Okay, everybody, welcome back to the- welcome back from the break. The blinds are two hundred, four hundred. Dealers, roll that beautiful bean footage," and just walked out of the room, and I was like. What? why? I'm like, where did that come from? And that was just became his catchphrase from that day on. That was, that was, that was his edict for dealers to perform their activities.
3: I, I was spending Halloween in a spooky Salem, Massachusetts uh, one year, and uh, I was walking down one of the main streets in downtown and, you know, it's just packed with people, just mobbed with people because it's sort of like, you know, Halloween in Salem, Massachusetts is sort of like a outdoor convention.
0: It's and, like
3: uh, a small Mardi Gras. Yeah. So I, I, so like I walk of the street and there's a, a guy uh, walking towards me that is dressed as Rufio from Hook and uh, me, you know, may not have been completely sober, was just like, oh shit, it's Rufio. And me saying his name out loud just triggered the Rufio chant uh, from everyone on the street in an immediate vicinity around us, probably like 30 <laughs> feet. Uh, and that includes, uh, it includes like up like three stories because they're like residents of salem that like live down there in like these like apartments above all these businesses and uh they're usually like hanging out their windows or whatever just watching the spectacle so i was just like oh shit it's rufio and then like all of us simultaneously as if that we've been like cast a spell on us so it's just like rufio rufio, rufio. <laughs> it's crazy what was that guy's reaction to that Oh, he was all about it. I mean, like, I'm assuming he had been getting it all night. And, like, I had just seen a, like, it. Like, it's just what happens when you're dressed in a costume like that around a bunch of drunk people. Like, I would expect that same reaction at, a, like, like a convention I was at. Like, if I was at, like, a PAX or a MAGFest or something, like, and a Rufio was walking by, I would expect that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh, our man. new segment, Rufio 5, where I talk five minutes about Rufio from the seminal Classic Hook. Uh, I think he went on to do T-Mobile commercials, but we'll do a deep dive onto that. I mean, and more importantly, next week's episode. He was
1: Zuko, <laughs>
3: yes. Uh, is that more important? Does does Zuko have the coverage of T-Mobile's incredible network? Not a sponsor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure which way you were going to take it.
3: Uh, I took it the way that best covers up the fact that I forgot that he was the voice of Zuko. <laughs> 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 well, we, we can fix this in post, right? The, the, yeah. the audience must never know. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> anyway uh listeners thanks for sticking with us through these troubled times and i don't just mean uh the shittiness of uh 2020 and the relative like slightly less shittiness but still pretty shitty beginning 2021 i also mean through this slapdash fucking episode of our show where we're all a little loopy and the sound is probably pretty weird uh if you are a fan of the podcast Once again, you can go ahead and go to uh, patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Uh, Go ahead and support us with some money, if available. Uh, If you don't want to give your money to us, but you do have some shekels that you want to throw elsewhere uh, for a good cause, you can do so by visiting love146.org and donating to those fine folks there to help abate child trafficking the way that Q claims they want to, but as we discussed earlier, uh, Trump and Q people are just kind of bad at doing. Uh... If you want to find us on our social medias, you can find uh, Mike Rains at Poker and Politics on Twitter. Uh, Sarge is Hellworld Sarge. And I am Hellworld L. Uh, Of course, Hellworld being spelled with a Q instead of an O. uh, Because we really wanted to just make sure that I have to say that every time. (laughs) Uh, Does anybody else have anything to say before we go out? I think we've covered it. All right. Mostly mostly that was just me making sure that I didn't miss anything on our list of shilling. So for another relatively successful question mark uh, episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I am Hellworld L signing off for Hellworld Sarge and Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots.
2: ACAST powers the world's best
1: podcasts.